Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, and we start with local news. Establishing a proper ordinance for food trucks and mobile vending took a step forward this month, updating the City of Columbia's current codes in a way that government and business owners can agree. The subject of having an official city ordinance to regulate these mobile businesses has been a subject of contingency for several years, mostly because the food truck boom hit Columbia before any regulations were on the books. In other words, the city was navigating in uncharted territory. I've seen success in this in small towns and large towns, and I've seen some failures too. Brian Matthews, owner of Jefferson's Restaurant, with 23 years of experience in the middle in the mobile vending business, said, The failures are due to the fact that there is a lack of communication among the individuals who operate those trucks. But the vast majority of the successes have been because small business owners are passionate about what they are doing, he said. Earlier this month, the city's planning commission revisited the current ordinance, discussing several proposed updates. Proper hours of operation, size restrictions on trucks, and days of the week trucks can operate are among the proposed updates to the ordinance. We just want something that is respected and is good for both sides. Abe Everett, founder of Abe's Barbecue Smokehouse and Mule Town Pizza, said at the meeting, There are a few things we can always improve on, he said. The proposed changes city staff was in favor of including were eliminating size restrictions for vehicles, eliminating plot plan requirements, eliminating permission letters to operate unless a dispute arises between the vendor and property owner, allowing food trucks to operate in the downtown district or public areas listed which listings which would be published every 90 days by the city, and properly defining what a food truck is. In addition, food truck vendors also provided a few suggestions for changes. However, city staff said they weren't in favor of them. Food truck vendors have previously advocated for eliminating the four-day operating rule, eliminating hard surface requirements, and allowing for vending in residential areas. Everett said the four-day rule in particular can have a negative impact on certain businesses that operate in the same property, such as Loose Wheels Food Truck, which sells their famous smash burgers in the alley by Briarworks Pipe Factory. He also stressed the importance of being able to operate in residential areas for events like fundraisers, which have proven successful in the past. If it wasn't for the residents in this community, we wouldn't be here today as a business, Everett said. I can say that very definitively. The people of Columbia... Or why I'm here, he said. The item was ultimately deferred until the Planning Commission's April meeting due to a lack of information regarding mobile kitchens, which city leaders hope to include in the final proposal. Once the final vote is taken, it will then move on to Columbia City Council, which will make the final decision on any changes wished to be made to the ordinance. The excitement is building. We're only weeks away from Mule Day, the annual celebration and time-honored tradition held in Columbia, Tennessee, the first weekend of April. This year's family-friendly event, set for March 30th through April 2nd, promises to be one of the biggest and best yet, with a lineup of activities sure to excite visitors of all ages. The highlight of the festivities is the world-famous Mule Day Parade happening Saturday, April 1st, led by this year's Grand Marshal, Mike Wolf. Mike Wolf is an expert forager of American history who created and stars on History Channel's American Pickers. 
He has a real heart for preservation and a passion for the beauty and stories behind forgotten objects and places. Columbia, Tennessee earned the title of Mule Capital of the World many years ago. In the days before cars and tractors, people came from miles around to buy, sell, and trade mules in Columbia. Years later, people still gather in Murray County to pay tribute to the long-eared beast of burden. Mule Day began as Breeders' Day in the 1840s, a single-day livestock show and mule market once a year. It evolved into a multi-day festival, and the parade was added in 1934. Mule Day was discontinued during World War II, then the Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club revived it in 1974. Since then, Mule Day has been drawing hundreds of thousands of visitors every year. The week kicks off on Thursday, March 30th. Murray County Park opens at 10 a.m. to kick off the Mule Day festivities. The schedule includes many mule-featured events throughout the day, such as the Mule Pull Competition, where teams of mules and their handlers compete to see which team can pull the heaviest load. Visitors will also enjoy craft vendors, a flea market, special entertainment, and tasty food and drink options. Live bluegrass music takes the stage at 7 p.m. at Central High School, located next to Murray County Park. On Friday, March 31st, the gates open at 10 a.m. with live music on the main stage, an entertaining selection of mule-featured events all day, and a liars contest at 7 p.m. at Central High School. On Saturday, April 1st, the highly anticipated Mule Day Parade gets underway at 11 a.m. in downtown Columbia. Excitement builds for the arrival of the Grand Marshal, this year's honored guest, Mike Wolf, who officially kicks off the parade featuring a colorful procession through the streets of Columbia with hundreds of mules, parade floats, and Mule Day Queen with her court, and more. After the parade, activities move to Murray County Park once again for an afternoon of scheduled activities. On Sunday, April 2nd, the final day of scheduled events will be happening at Murray County Park, such as the Riding Mule Show and the Mini Mule Show, not to mention the family-friendly attractions. Whether you are a longtime fan of Mule Day or a first-time visitor, this year's event promises to be an unforgettable experience to save the date. Gather your family and friends and head to Columbia, Tennessee for Mule Day 2023. Here's information you need to know. Admission to Murray County Park... Mule Day activities Thursday through Saturday is $10 per person. Sunday is $5 per person. Children under 12 are free. Weekend passes are available for only $20. Admission fee does not include rides. Parking is free. The Mule Day Parade in downtown Columbia is free and open to the public. For more information, you can go online to www.muleday.com. You can email info at muleday.com or you can call 931 381-9557. Murray Alliance is kicking off their 2023 Breakfast with the Mayor series in Spring Hill with Mayor Jim Hageman. This series will feature a different mayor each quarter on their home turf for a question and answer session led by Murray Alliance President Will Evans. The event with Mayor Hageman will take place in the dining atrium at Worldwide Stages on Wednesday, March 22nd at 8 a.m. To submit a question or topic in advance of the event, you can email nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. Tickets are $20 for members and include breakfast. 
Columbia State Community College welcomes Appalachian Roadshow to the Cherry Theater tomorrow, March 16th, as part of the First Farmers Performance Series. Appalachian Roadshow is a visionary acoustic ensemble bringing new generation interpretations of traditional Americana, bluegrass, and folk songs, as well as offering innovative original music, all presented with a common thread tied directly to the heart of the Appalachian regions of the United States. Appalachian Roadshow invites us to come and sit a spell on its porch as the band shares its dynamic musicianship through songs and stories emanating from the mountains and hollers of North Carolina and Virginia to the coal mines of West Virginia and Kentucky. We are excited to welcome this talented group of musicians to our performance series, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Their authentic bluegrass sound is beloved by many, and tickets are selling fast. Don't miss the opportunity to join the celebration of genuine Appalachian music, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 each plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To charge tickets by phone using a major credit card called 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the prior administration building on the Columbia campus Monday through Friday 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7. The Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. Columbia's powerhouse music venue, The Mule House, is taking the party outdoors for its inaugural supersized live music event series, and you're invited. On Friday, March 31st, The Mule House is transforming its back lot into a mega music party featuring multi-platinum headliner Chris Jansen and rising star Shane Prophet. The festivities kick off at 6.30 p.m. and promise to hype all the senses with incredible live music, food trucks, a beer garden, multiple bars, and exclusive Mule House Party merchandise for purchase. General admission tickets are just $39 and available at MuleHouse.com. Gates open at 6.30 p.m. Saturday, April 1st, the party continues after the annual Mule Day Parade ends. At 12.30 p.m., local favorite bands take the stage. Reeves Brothers, Wenzel Brothers, Yonder Grove, and Buck Six. The party isn't complete without the return of the food trucks, the beer garden, multiple bars, cornhole, and Mule House Party merchandise. Gates open at 11.30 a.m. For Saturday's party, admission is free and open to the public. Chris Jansen is a live legacy in the making, according to Rolling Stone. Breakout country star Jansen is a platinum-selling recording artist, high-octane entertainer, multi-instrumentalist, award-winning singer-songwriter, and Grand Ole Opry member. The ACM Award winner has collected prestigious accolades that place him among country music greats. Shane Prophet is a hometown favorite and emerging country star from Columbia, now signed to Big Machine label group records, Harpeth 60 Records. This 22-year-old is rocking sold-out crowds at the historic Ryman Auditorium, touring with his chart-topping hero Chris Jansen and writing modern country tunes. This off-the-charts weekend of party events is designed to complement what's already happening during Columbia's annual Mule Day event. We remain in awe of what the Bridle and Saddle Club created as Mule Day so many years ago. Even more impressive is how they have continued to build and sustain those efforts over the course of time, stated Blair Garner, founder of the Mule House. I can't imagine any other annual event so beloved by the people of this town that could even approach the positive impact Mule Day has on our community and local businesses. 
Garner went on to say, Our humble hope is that the Mulehouse Backlot Concert Series becomes one more reason folks visit our beloved Columbia. This year, we have the great fortune to bring both Shane Prophet and Chris Jansen here for the first new outdoor series. We are so blessed to call Columbia our home and so grateful for our amazing community that has shown nothing but support for the Mule House, he said. Located in historic downtown Columbia, just 40 miles south of Nashville, the Mule House is America's ultimate music resort, designed for music and entertainment within the restored walls of an old historic church. The Mule House is a 55,000-square-foot multi-use entertainment venue owned by Blair Garner, a country music industry veteran and host of multi-award-winning syndicated radio shows. The Adaptive Reuse Project, formerly a historic church dating back to 1936, aims to elevate what artists and their fans can expect from a venue. The result is a live event experience like no other for both in-person guests and those watching globally through the venue's top-of-the-line live streaming technology. For more information, visit www.themulehouse.com. Hosted by the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 1st at Riverwalk Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2023 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for the Murray Regional Health's Mobile Medical Unit, which delivers health care services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to their PE program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care, Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said. We are excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 1st, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start time for the 5K and a 9.15 start time for the one-mile trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online at runsignup.com forward slash mulekick5k. The Mule Kick has become one of the great annual events for Murray County, and we are honored to be involved again as presenting sponsor, said Brian K. Williams, chairman and chief executive officer of First Farmers. We're thankful for the tremendous work of the foundation and helping to serve the health care needs of others throughout our region, he said. In addition, the presenting sponsor, First Farmers and Merchants Bank, sponsorships range from $350 to $2,500 are still available for those who are interested in marketing exposure at this event. For additional information, you can contact Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation at 931-380-4075. To learn more about the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot, or to make a direct gift to support the Mobile Medical Unit Fund, visit www.murrayregional.com forward slash foundation. The City of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs through today. Today is the final day. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The city is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process as it will reflect and symbolize our community. 
Designs can be submitted on the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I'm also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term and lasting effects. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, submitting the original flag design by today, March 15th. Competition is limited to Columbia residents only. No compensation will be given for any design submitted, and only one entry per resident, and all ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Catherine Lindsay Bolton, 89, a resident of Trotwood Avenue, died Saturday at Brookdale. Funeral services for Mrs. Bolton will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at First United Methodist Church in Columbia. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Mr. Samuel Jesse Bedingfield, 90, a retired employee of Bell South and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, March 12th at Brookdale Assisted Living. Funeral services for Mr. Bedingfield will be conducted Wednesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 12 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. A graveside service will be held on Wednesday at 4 p.m. at Kirkland Cemetery in Lincoln County. Mr. Virgil Haney, 87, a resident of Sunset Lane, died Saturday, March 11th at his residence. Funeral services will be conducted Thursday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Allen Cemetery in Caney Springs. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 5 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Ms. Grayson Carol Mabry, 55, a retired counselor for J.E. Woodard Elementary, died Saturday, March 11th in Nashville. Funeral services for Ms. Mabry will be conducted Thursday at 3.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Darrell Vinson, 69, a former resident of Columbia and a resident of Roswell, Roswell, Georgia, died Tuesday, March 7th in Georgia. Funeral services are incomplete at this time and will be announced later by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. 
We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have plenty of sunshine today and a high of 57 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 32. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But Family First wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. 
We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. It's a path to a better life. It's a way to help you communicate more effectively. From high school equivalency classes and testing to English as a second language and college prep courses, there's no shortage of opportunities to enhance the lives of you and your family. Adult education in Tennessee, it's more than just a diploma. Go to TNWorkReady.com to unlock your maximum potential. Brought to you by Tennessee Adult Education, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee House Speaker Cameron Sexton wants to create a task force to study the feasibility of Tennessee rejecting U.S. education dollars to free its schools from federal rules and regulations. The Crossville Republican filed legislation Monday that would create an 11-member exploratory panel chaired by Tennessee Education Commissioner Penny Schwinn. If the bill is approved by the state's GOP-controlled legislature, the group would begin meeting monthly by August 1st and would be charged with delivering a strategic plan to lawmakers and Governor Bill Lee by December 1st. The task force was also, would also include six legislators, two school superintendents, and two teachers, all appointed by Sexton and Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. The proposal provides the first details of how Sexton would pursue the idea he floated last month at a Tennessee Farm Bureau reception in Nashville. Declaring his desire to do things the Tennessee way, Sexton said the state should stop accepting nearly $1.8 billion in federal education dollars, most of which supports low-income students, English learners, and students with disabilities, and make up the difference with the state's own funding. Sexton stated that Tennessee would still provide programs that the federal government supports, but that he believes the state could do it better. The legislation says... The task force shall develop a strategic action plan to guide the administration and General Assembly on whether it is feasible for this state and the political subdivisions of this state to reject federal funding for educational programs or purposes. Sexton also is asking the panel to identify processes for rejecting federal funding, as well as for eliminating restrictions tied to receipt of U.S. education dollars. Asked if Sexton would accept the panel's findings if it recommended against a funding pullout, his spokesman, Doug Kuffner, responded that those questions can be answered after the task force finishes its work. State lawmakers could consider creation of a task force as early as this week. The legislation, which is co-sponsored by Senator Bill Powers of Clarksville, is scheduled to be taken up by House, the House's K-12 subcommittee and by the Senate Education Committee. No state has ever rejected federal funding for its students and schools because states generally need the money. U.S. dollars typically make up about a tenth of the state's budget for K-12 education. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. This has already been a big year for concerts at Bridgestone Arena, but here are a few more that are coming in the first half of the year. John Mayer will be coming to Bridgestone on March 24th. He set a groundbreaking solo acoustic career for spring 2023. 20 years in the making, this audacious trek features solo performances by Mayer, leaning heavily on his acoustic guitar work with special performances on piano and electric guitar. On March 31st, Kane Brown is coming. Brown announced his Drunk or Dreaming tour, which will arrive in the U.S. in 2023. Brown will perform his first solo headlining arena show at Bridgestone Arena on March 31st with special guest Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. Janet Jackson comes May 4th. Dave Matthews Band, May 26th. Duran Duran, June 13th. And Brian Adams on June 17th. Big concerts. You can find more at BridgestoneArena.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.